What is up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? A newsy Wednesday morning. We're jumping right in. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Carmen Vitale here with us today. Carmen V, what's up? Hi. Uh, Justin Field season is over. It is. It's just like that. Let's go. Ow, I just felt that. like It's over. It's, I just felt sadness. I'm not li- you won't I- see Justin Fields play football until August. Phenomenal year. Incredible performance. Oh, my God. Come on. You cannot give me that look. Right. 64 weight yards away from the rushing record. No help around him. I, I did just tweet out a poll as to what grade you give him at at the Carm. A, B, C, and D are all in there. So oh, Maybe wanna, I'll throw that on the YouTube. Sounds like Hope's giving him a D. I just want everybody to remember this moment right now, how you're feeling went at uh, about 123 on Sunday afternoon. When, when Peterman? When you're watching Nathan <laughs> Peterman play football. I mean, did anybody really want Justin to start this week, regardless if he was healthy or not? Like, Thank you. Everyone was talking. Like, There's no meaningful development taking place. I wrote about this on Fox Sports, too. Like, There's no meaningful development for him anymore. The line is a piecemeal line. Even when, like last week, when they or two weeks ago, when they went in thinking that they were going to be healthy, guys go down, boom, boom. Yeah, and you're like, all right, so we're not healthy anymore. Do you, and you have no, he has no receivers. What's happening? Like, what's the point of having him out there? First point? of all, let's get, we've got a whole show to discuss this. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go out to House Hall though, right now. We'll bring in uh, Nicholas Moriano because he was there in the press conference. Matty Eberflus announcing that Justin Fields has a hip strain and is out for this game. And it is Nathan Peterman starting. And I believe Nathan Peterman also spoke to you guys out there. Nick, what's up? Give us the news here. Hey, what's going on, you guys? And, yeah, exactly right what you said there, Adam. Um, Iberflus, pretty early on in this press conference, kind of announced that Justin Fields' season has come to an end. An MRI showed on Monday that he did have a strain. He did say that it wasn't a long-term thing to be concerned about, but just can't go full speed. And that's the first thing that you have to clear when it comes to actually playing a game on Sunday. Can you clear that first protocol with the medical staff? Couldn't do that, so... Um, that's why the Bears decided to shut him down uh, prior to Week 18's game against the Minnesota Vikings, and Nathan Peterman will now be the starter. And he said he's uh, Peterman says he feels extremely confident running this offense against the Vikings. So uh, I know we, we joked about it being super Bears that Nathan Peterman goes out there and executes, but he does feel good about his opportunity and you know being that he's going to have an opportunity to be the starting quarterback on Sunday. Slow down, Peterman. We don't need you too confident. Yeah, <laughs> Peterman, we need comments like, I have no idea how to run this offense. Well, in the, but, like, and also in the same vein of, like, what point or purpose was there for Justin to be out there? What point or, like, it's not, it's still not a good offense, like, that Nathan Peterman is about to run. So, I mean, you have to obviously start someone. But, yeah, let's not get, be like, oh, I can run this offense. I mean, what offense? At this point. I, I truly hope that we are starting the worst quarterback that we can possibly start. And I think Nathan Peterman might be it. He's, he's definitely, remo- I mean, bottom five quarterback in the NFL right now. Fair to say, right? Got to be bottom five. Can you bet on pick sixes? I, I, bottom five starters? or a, Any yeah. backup? No, I mean, oh, he's no. In he's not. 50s. Yeah. Okay, he's not, so he's, not, he's, he's not in the bottom five backup. He's the number three on the Bears. He's probably in the 70s. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm saying I'm talking. I, I want to. I just want to feel. Listen, yeah. I, 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 I. We don't need to do a deep dive on Nathan Peterman where he ranks, but is this? I think this. 
Bra- Bra- Bragg said the Bears should now rest Nathan Peterman. He's too <laughs> confident. Get, gotta get him out of there. I'm, All right, uh, Nick, w- what else do we need to know about it? I got. I gotta be honest. I, I don't like the word hip in general. It's just not a good word. Bad hip. Bad Arms word. not hip. Nobody's hip. I don't like when it comes to hip. Uh, hip injuries are tricky, man. I don't. I don't even like hearing the fields had a hip strain. This was. Kind of what everybody was fearing all year, right? So, what what did you said? Flu said it's not long term. Did it feel that way? Did he say anything else? Yeah, I mean, no. It kind of it sounded like that he wasn't too concerned about it. And you go back to that long run that Justin Fields had uh, really early on in that game. He did come up weird with what looked like a hip injury, and that's what ended up uh, they talked about in the post game. But it did sound like he wasn't all too concerned about it. But with this, you guys, obviously Fields being out. Um, you know, he Iberflus was asked, like, did you see enough out of him as a passer? Did you get a good evaluation of him? And was it because, you know, he had so many different fluctuations of offensive line, wide receivers out there, and then also, like, the offense didn't, didn't gel, as, as, as we all kind of know. And Iberflus kind of was like, it's probably both. We get, didn't get a complete evaluation, but you also saw some good things from Fields. And that's probably why – Going into week 18, you kind of wanted to see him out there from the coach's perspective. There's still that passing in that still needs to be worked on. But to answer your question, Adam, it didn't sound like it was a long-term injury. We'll see what happens because he said he woke up the next morning and just wasn't feeling right. And he's not going to put a player out there that doesn't feel 100% is not feeling well. So that's ultimately came the decision to not play him on Sunday. Douglas Moriano live at Hallis Hall. Man has beaten me seven times in a row on the ping pong table. Ouch. It's very it's it's painful. Wow. Nick, did anybody ask him, did he regret playing him after it was very obvious to literally everyone that he wasn't playing at hundred percent? No, he wasn't asked that. And, you know, to be completely honest, I, I doubt he would he would have said much uh, if that question was asked, Mark, right? Um, just because of, you know, who he is as a coach. Like he does believe in these reps. He's talked about that a lot of times where these game reps are very valuable to these players, especially still a young player like Justin Fields. So he didn't he didn't get that question asked, and I just have a feeling that he probably would have pushed back on it even if he was. I would have liked to have heard that pushback, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, what do you expect Matt Eberflus to say, though? But it is interesting that, that – I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he would say. It, but it is interesting that Sunday he admitted they were having those conversations on the sideline. It was also yeah. evident to everybody involved that he was dealing with something – we, 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 his hip was getting worked on in the middle of the game. We saw that on TV. So the trainers were aware of what was going on. I mean, look, fingers crossed that it's exactly what he says it is. Moderate to he'll be fine in yeah. a couple weeks injury. However, it's not a good look. I'm I, sorry. I don't, I don't like this chat in the comment bringing up Bo Jackson. Don't ever. Let's not put that out in the ether. Okay. Please. Okay. He didn't look anything like that. and But we... Might have had a minute of or a second of Bo Jackson conversation earlier because Hoke's freaking out on the hip. And like that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I do wonder hip-hop, if hip hop anonymous. Yeah. And, and I don't know that Matt Eberflus would have said anything to this either. But I do wonder, like, if this wasn't a meaningless Week 18 game, would he play? Would he play? I actually, so so uh, Matt actually got asked that question. This is like a playoff opportunity, like playoff scenario. The answer is still the same. He wouldn't have played. Um, that's kind of that's what Iberflus was saying. Even if this was playoff implications yeah, and medical hurdle and all of that, he doesn't yeah. do that. I don't so know that's a real injury. That. Yeah. that is not a fake injury. If he's telling the truth, look, they got to be careful here, right? Because yeah, what's your flusosophy? Huh? 
There's no there's no incentive for Matt Eberflus to say, yeah, he would play otherwise. Uh, like, okay. There's no incentive for him to say that. You all might be smarter than me. Actually, it's actually, you all are smarter than me. I'll, I'll I will bequeath my smartness quotient to you guys. However, I, I like do that, not. I didn't like that word either. I don't. Not bequeath. You know, that's what you you okay. give someone something. Yeah, I know. But it's, okay, okay. <laughs> Everybody needs to calm down today. There's weird things in the, actually in the last 24 hours. But okay, let me let me say it like this. That was definitely in reference to <laughs> yes. you mispronouncing CHGO. Yes, that was a, that was that was an under <laughs> Lawrence Benedetto coming over the top on me on 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 Slack to the whole to the whole company. No, but I'm not. I'm Team the, Lawrence to the Bears channel, first of all, and second of all, it's just company. Not, not everyone's in the our channel, bro. You don't don't, know don't who's feel in where? so <laughs> self-serving. There's like 25 members of that. Okay. Self-serving, or like, like you're like thinking everyone's thinking, looking at it's that. It's no big deal. People who are in that channel don't even look at that channel. Okay, that, like that's we're not too worried about I, that. Okay, I, I, hey, listen, and it that's is a what shot it is. at other people, by every, the way. Everybody, so I'm just gonna continue every, the shot. I, <laughs> listen, everybody knows where my heart is. It's right in this damn seat. And it's right here. So I'm not worried about it. However, I don't. Back to my philosophy point. I don't think the flus is that calculated, man. I just don't. I don't think he's thinking like I can't say this because then they're gonna because then then the NFL is gonna come after us. I think the flus is like right down the middle. They they asked, they just asked him in the press conference, "Are you considering playing any of the players that haven't played this year so you get a look at them?" I.e. The, the practice squad guys, Jatari Carter, whoever. And he's like, "Yeah, no, they first. Well, yes, I'm considering the first. They gotta show it in practice." Okay, this isn't the freshman B baseball team. Like it just he that's who he is. That's how he he's he's right down the middle, man. Like I just don't I don't think he's like I really don't think he's he's thinking like I can't say this, I can't say that because Roger Goodell is gonna come after us. I think he's a very coachy he's a coachy, 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 kokochi, flusy, asafi. But isn't that in itself calculated? Not I, okay. Now we're now we're really in the weeds. Like, oh. <laughs> wait, Nick. I want to know, Nick. I want to know if there's anybody else that he talked about as far as injury wise. Like, you had some injuries in this last game. Like, how, do we know how Jalen Johnson's doing? Anything? Any of that? Nobody else has really brought up. Um, the only other thing, the big topic of discussion for um, you know today's press conference for me, Refluce, was Demar Hamlin, and that's actually how um, Matty Refluce kind of started off the press conference, and he actually had. The team pastor say a prayer for Demar Hamlin and the team um, yesterday, and they also like a lot of questions were asked. Well, you know, how are the players feeling about this? Have any expressed concern to to not play um, this upcoming Sunday? And he said, no, that's not really the case. But he told his leaders of his football team to speak to the players, but you know, to make sure everything that the the players are actually feeling is right and just to make sure they're all in the right mental headspace. He wasn't really even too concerned about, like, the Bears are not practicing today. They're having to walk through practice. He's more concerned about the individuals is how he kind of, you know, came across today, making sure the individual is right. They'll get to the football stuff a little bit later. But he does understand their feelings, and, if you know, he wants their feelings to be expressed. But that was really the, the other big topic uh, of today that was expressed from Matty Refluce. I really hope they show him a lot in this walkthrough today. Jatiree Carter better walk through like an absolute champion so he can get a shot on the field. He's got a back injury. Alex Leatherwood better walk through like an I absolute champion. Um, can absolutely Leatherwood better give 100% in this walkthrough so we can get a peek at the guy that they took a big swing on. Um, Nick, do we know what play this happened on? Good question. I, I was trying to – he said it was a rollout play – 
Um, and I just went through the really briefly had like five minutes to like scroll through the plays, and I the only one I could find was the one where he got he got stripped from behind and took that awkward hit, and that was also. Yeah. Everyone thought he went into the tent after that for his head. It might have been the hip. Yeah, that might. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, putting up the, the clues there, uh, Adam. But yeah, there was. I don't think there was anything said about exactly which hit it was. But um, you know, I honestly thought just looking back and watching the game yesterday, like he came up weird after the big run, too. Like it seemed like there was something there as well, but. Again, speculating at this point, but it, it was—I don't think it was. Um, looking at my notes here, like said, which exact hit kind of caused uh, the hip injury to happen there? I, I was a hundred percent convinced that it was the sixty-yard run, and he came up lame. Yeah. But um, perhaps that was just—he. I, I mean, they made it pretty clear in the press already. That wasn't it. Yeah. So, so maybe, so maybe I was. Dead wrong, but when he when he got after that play, he did not have the same body language well, the rest of the tired. game. Really? Yeah. In the first quarter. <laughs> no, but I mean, everybody also, was. Like, it was like, is he hurt or tired? Well, weren't they also doing the the hip treatment after that? Wasn't that after that drive, or was that before that? That's drive? what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, the maybe. hip started, the stretching started coming after that play. I mean, right. I remember him being on the on the bench yeah, after look, they get the field goal. His leg is straight up in the air. Yeah, lick, laying down, looking at the p- tablet. He's looking, at, still get, yeah, he's looking at the tablet. So that's what I assumed it was. But that could be anything, though. Like seriously, we talked about it pregame. I I don't think his legs have been right for a few weeks. So, all right. Hey, Nick. Last thing before we let you go um, and get back to work at Hallis, I was kind of. Bummed that I wasn't there today because I saw Hub Arkish is back uh, in the building. Uh, what did what was that like? What did you see with Hub back in there? Um, it seemed like there's some good photos floating around social media. Yeah, that was that was the highlight of the day for sure. Um, Hub and then also Arthur being here. Um, yeah, and Hub got to sit you know right up front, uh, right in the press conference room. But everyone just kind of you know greeting him, just seeing him you know back at House Hall where he should be and. You know, it was a good moment, Matt. He you know, gave him a hug before the press conference officially started. George McCaskey actually came down into the, the media center and also gave him a hug. So it was just really good to see him there. And then everyone just, you know, it, it just seems right, right? Because that's, I mean, that's how I started, you know, coming to, to Hallis Hall. I saw a hug there consistently. And obviously when everything happened, so it was just really good to see him. And then um, obviously Arthur there as well too. But yeah, everyone is just uh, really happy that, you know, see him back in, in person. That's awesome. Good to see. Would have been great if Hub just started grilling flus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you – we needed Hug in that What were you doing last week playing Justin Fields? <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Why didn't you call me? And honestly, he should have because Hub, Hub would have had, like, full pass today. Yeah. He could ask any question in the world and, and no one would have gotten mad at him. I, I, listen, I know that I haven't been around, but <laughs> – <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, all right, Nick, anything else before we let you go? You know, the only other thing, Nathan Peterman was actually a teammate of DeMar Hamlin's back when he was a senior at Pitt. DeMar Hamlin was a freshman, and they said, you know, just a couple weeks ago in the Christmas Eve game against the Buffalo Bills, they had an interaction right after the game. Uh, Peterman just said how, you know, how proud of him he was just for, you know, being in the NFL and doing what he's doing right now. But 
just a scary, obviously very scary situation what happened on Monday night and obviously sending his prayers out to him. But, you know, that, that hits home to every single player in this Bears locker room, specifically Nathan Peterman. But, you know, he, he's obviously just praying and hoping that everything turns out the best for him. It's such a small world. Like yeah. The NFL is such a small world. Like Harrison Phillips, he like bought dinner for all the ICU personnel and, and Demar's family. He set up a portal on his, you know, website for his foundation for donations to Hamlin's foundation. Like you just really realize it and stuff like this, how every single person in these locker rooms is affected, no matter if you're on the team or not, you know, that this happens. No doubt about it. It, people get it twisted on that one too. Like, at the end, how come they're shaking hands after the game? How come they're all friends? Because they're in the NFL and it's a fraternity, and that doesn't yeah. mean they don't compete incredibly hard against each other, and they're all fighting for their livelihoods when the sixty minutes is happening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Nick, we'll let you go. Appreciate it, man. All right, everyone. See you. All right, there's Nicholas Moriano from a busy Hallis Hall. Um, Dan Weeder tweeted this. I want to share it um, with uh, Hub walking back into the building. Uh, John Tarpey, the Bears' vice president of safety and security, um, who was one of the people who was most instrumental in saving Hub's life back in August, um, performing CPR and all that, uh, welcomed Hub back today, gave him his security badge back, and said, you dropped this. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Fantastic. So, uh, um Wow. Just like the connection between that and the DeMar Hamlin stuff this week, it's just like, it's, uh, see, just. Well, yeah, you get to see the happy ending to a really scary situation, yeah. which gives you hope for, for another DeMar. scary situation yeah. to have an ultimately happy ending. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so what a, it's an emotional week from that standpoint, for sure. All right. We'll get, we'll get, um, we'll, we'll get into the little bit more of this Justin Fields conversation, what his season has meant. Um, and and all that here in a minute but first do want to tell you about ComEd and uh ComEd's energy efficiency program which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and it's into the future ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory customers can inquire about how to uh, upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money saving uh, uh, efficient LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facilities, energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy to start a project. Contact us at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email business. Sorry, I wasn't here yesterday, so I guess Carm took over. Yeah, no, that that was Lawrence's job. You know, I am I, reading the uh, Slack currently. I, I saw a, I, what I saw was, was a, 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 a you space in time. You had it, and and uh, and, right and, and I and and Lawrence was you know he was he was in in the Lawrence land. We could do there. it all together now because I haven't even finished the email. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> business back to Lawrence. E, e. Thank you at comed.com or public sector. E, e. At comed.com. Way better. 
hundred percent. Right. Hey, are you hungry? Looking for some yes. local Chicago Starving. meat and cheese? There's nowhere that you should be doing this better than at GreenRidgeFarm.com, the makers of all natural deli meat sausages, and of course. Their famous meat sticks, all perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, eating while you watch CHGO Bears. Everything's perfect with Green Ridge Farm. 16 grams of protein per stick. And right now, when you order any three meat products, or any three, at GreenRidgeFarm.com, and then you include a pack of those meat sticks in your cart, you get those meat sticks for free. You got to put in the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. You can look for them if you're not ordering online in the refrigerated section. Costco, Sam's Club, your local Chicagoland grocery store. You will be incredibly happy when you dial up a Green Ridge Farm into your grocery cart. Yes. So good. So uh, just good. Uh, so you're aware, I do have a poll going on the YouTube of uh, what grade would you give Justin Fields for his 2022 season? Okay. Uh, currently, the letter B. Is the handle uh, handily winning? Okay, sixty-two um, percent. If I was Steve Kornacki, I might call this race already. But uh, please keep <laughs> voting. I Carm's poll is a little bit different on Twitter. I've got one hundred and seventeen votes. It's been out for twenty-six minutes. Thirty-nine percent is A QB one forever. B run good, pass bad is forty-one percent, forty-two percent if you round up. C can't read defense nine point four percent. D incomplete roster stinks also nine percent. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I thought. I thought you said it was gonna be A B C D, but that's fine. Okay. A B C D E F G. I, I, that's. I think. I feel like people are being very. I mean, like Bears fans, they're being very. It's Bears Twitter. It's Bears Twitter. Bears it's Twitter. it's Bears Twitter for sure. Well, so let's address some of the stuff that's in the comments here today. First of all, someone asked earlier. Now that his season is over, what is the grade I have for Justin Fields? Now, good one, question. One uh, caveat is I at the end of the year I always go back and rewatch everything, kind of adjust things. So. There's all that. So this is not permanent. But he is a long-term starter. He graded out that way for the majority of the season. Started out rough. Um, didn't even get into the long-term starter category until week five against the Vikings. But from there, it was a really good stretch, right? Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, all good games. Lions the first time around, a little bit of a dip, but still good. Falcons, I mean, these were all good games. Honestly, it wasn't until last week against the Lions that he fell back below a starting range um, since the Giants game, or uh, excuse me, since the Texans game back in week three. So overall, really good season. Also seen here, you know, because I'm willing to say he needs to get better, apparently, and now I'm anti-Justin Fields. Like, I, the people just don't want to hear the nuance of this conversation. Not at all. It, it's, it's so, fr honestly, it's frustrating. I've it's been, really frustrating. Like, yes, a couple weeks ago, I was saying he doesn't have enough help. He doesn't. He doesn't. I've been consistent all on that all year. All of these can be true. All of them can be true at the same time, yeah. and he needs to be better and get better in the passing game. He is... And I bet you if I were to go back and spend the time, which I might do at some point this offseason, and separate the passing grade from the rushing grade, I don't know that his passing grade would would be – it probably wouldn't be in the long-term star, starter category. Right. probably be low-end low end starter, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, that's – what, he has 17 passing touchdowns this year? And in, in a 15-game slate? I mean, that's – it's not good, and I'm and granted, yes, of course he doesn't have the people around him to throw to, but like, I just haven't seen anything out of him that makes me think that he was a starting caliber grade passer. He's been able to make things work with his legs, 
And that's fantastic. That's one piece of the quarterback puzzle. But a giant piece of this puzzle is yet to be determined, which is why I would go with the incomplete grade. Because I just, you haven't seen anything because of the people around him. Because of, you know, there's a first-time play caller that is in charge of this offense. And I I think Luke Getzey's done a good job, but there's he's taken his lumps too. So I have a follow-up question, not to cut you off, but so you, you're going incomplete. Yeah. Which is probably what we would all agree his grade was last year. In a season where he really didn't get a chance to, to do anything and was probably failed by the organization. Yeah. So two years into having a first-round quarterback, yeah. it's still an incomplete still grade? Incomplete? Like, what does that say about the Bears, I guess? I was going to say, that, that speaks it, to the organization as a whole, really. It, it speaks to an organization in a massive, and that is the right word, massive rebuild. rebuild. Yeah. Uh, and look... If we're just going to go by the numbers, like I, I think we can all say, I test Justin Fields this year. I have no problem with anybody who gives him an A because the guy you, I test, he's playing with nothing. He's made incredible plays time and time again, and I'm one that if when you do see him in the passing game, at least at times, it looks like okay, he's going to be able to do this once he gets actual weapons and an offensive line in front of him, and he's going to be able to settle in. I know I understand your skepticism that that but that until he does I just, it, I, yeah, until he does it. Until he does it, he doesn't get that great. I got it. But, like, I think you, I think we can all feel comfortable in who the Bears' quarterback is. I'm not going into this offseason no. thinking, think, thinking that, oh, they, they, well, the quarterback is may or may not be. I think he absolutely is. This is the hole that the Bears have dug themselves into. They, don't, right. they, they, have, they have to have patience. They have absolutely no choice at this point because you've changed everything well, around Justin Fields this second season. So he's had to deal with two very different situations in two seasons. So now you have to be – patient and you had to have started from square one this season and basically not take into account what happened in his first season and that i mean it's it, it takes a while you, in that right, regard you, but you're, you're, we're jumping through some hoops doing some uh, quarterback gymnastics here but like if you and ho's got some trade philosophies that i'm gonna wait until we get into that to really go down this justin fields road but just just the numbers period numbers how many games off the top of your head maybe you know this how many times has he passed for over 200 yards this year uh, one. I tell you right now. Is it one or two? One is one. incorrect. Damn it, two. it's two. Two, it's two is correct. I got it in front of me here. Two is correct. How many times did he pass for over 250 yards? Once. One. One. Do you remember the game? Green Bay. Green Bay is correct. Very good. How many times did he pass for over 255 yards? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Not one game over 255. I mean, we're not even close, really, to 300. No. That ain't great. That's it's what just I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, 17 passing touchdowns? I think he was what uh, he accounted for twenty five. Seventeen passing total? touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Yeah. Well, and, and and here's always like a kind of a tricky way of doing this. Yes, it is the supporting cast too. Yes, yes he of doesn't course. have. Right. Yes, of course. balls are being dropped left and right, and he's getting hit, and he doesn't have the protection. Parachute, and I'm not even going to say Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say Joe Burrow into this offense. Does he figure out a way to have a couple three hundred yard games? Yeah. Probably. And it's not anything like even against Justin. It's just like he's not there yet. That's all we're saying. Right. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I believe he is going to get there. I understand the glimpses. There were a lot of great glimpses this year. There were a lot of actually great examples on the tape of him going through reads, hitting a guy downfield, improving his accuracy as the season got along. And then, but if I were to like draw a graph, I'd say it was like actually sort of going down at the beginning of the year. Then it went up. There was a great stretch, and then unfortunately, it sort of nosedived at the end of the season. It did. Especially yeah. in the last game. And that's all we're seeing. It's not a 
guarantee that it's going to come around. I do believe it will. I've also been around this team long enough to know that last point I just brought up about two incomplete grades in two seasons, it's a giant leap to just assume the Bears are going to do everything right to, to, to help Justin Fields. Because when have they ever done that? Right. And that's not exactly fair to put on Ryan Poles because he's not the person who's been here through all those other failures. But it's still the world he's in. It's still the job he took. And it's something that he has to overcome because the the overall history of this organization and quite frankly what we've seen through two years between what Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace did for Fields last year and to some extent polls this year not giving him the support around him that he needed to develop properly, it's a giant question mark still. Yeah. Yeah, the Bears are a giant question mark right now. And I think it's completely fair to be optimistic if you so choose, that they are 100% in the best position that this franchise has been set up for success in literally forever. Like, yeah, going into this offseason. They, they, you, you have a quarterback in place. You got a ton of money. Right. You got a ton of draft picks. Right. You, it is set up for you to do this. However, same thing with Fields. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if you go through the Fields, you're just remembering how it started. They, go, they were 2-1, and one, and we had the show here against the Texans, and it felt like they were 0-29 because the quarterback <laughs> sucked three games into the season. He was he was 8-17 for 17 in week one for 121 yards. The next week he threw for 70 yards, and then he threw for 106 against the Texans, and they won because Roquan Smith saved the day. And it was like... Which ironically is costing them the number one pick right now. Right, yeah. And, and we're literally sitting here. I don't swear a lot on the show, but the, it's, it's appropriate at this point. Like we're sitting here three weeks in. This is the franchise. We're fucked. This guy's this, <laughs> like this is this is. I mean, that's how that's what it felt like. And then you know, eventually we creep to the Commanders game. We come out of it, and he and he starts looking like a legit. Oh my God, this is the dude. I don't think like I because I didn't panic when I they did. started early. When they started terribly early because of the fact of all of everything changing as far as Which the was, coaching staff, the system. He has to get used to that. Any quarterback has to get used to that. You could be Tom Brady and still have to get used to that. Yeah. And so like and honestly, next year with all of the new pieces that they're going to have, I expect them to start slow next year too. Like I, I, I keep saying that I feel like maybe it's like a Lions type season from this year going into next year for the Bears. And to your point though about them having so much to do, and we can't expect you know everything to be fixed this off season. No one has anything fixed, like everything fixed, I should say. And not every team is perfect. No right. team is perfect. So like you're gonna go into next year with enough of a head start and enough of a jump that you should see actual tangible results not just improvement and not taking moral victories but you should i like i after a slow start next season i wouldn't be surprised if the bears sneak into a wild card spot if this team is what we think it is right they could be like where the lions are right now exactly. going into week 18 with a chance right have playing meaningful football in december january is all is what i think you can reasonably expect from this team if they do everything that they're supposed to and that doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect, and that doesn't mean they're going to plug every hole. But let me just go on record and say I really would appreciate that they don't start one and six. I'm not sure that I would handle that particularly well. <laughs> I I really think that that's very conceivable. Depending on the with schedule, all, with all of the people around them. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, and also it, it's too. it's which is why this offseason is going to be so interesting. How aggressive is Fields go? If Fields is is polls going to be? And you know, it's not a great free agency class. Like who who who? Even if it is, it's fool's gold. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it is it is way smarter to be more measured, which I think is a good transition to some of these yeah. uh, draft scenarios here that I've concocted, and these two have no idea what they are. We're throwing at them blind, getting their opinions on it. I spent a lot of time coming up with these um, because here's, the I guess, the good thing about Fields not playing this week. Um, the number one pick is, in my opinion, really in play. Yeah. Because congratulations – to Lawrence Benedetto and Hi. anybody else <laughs> who was smart enough to jump on Oh yeah, let's go. The early line this week of Vikings minus one. Yes. Cause good job. That but, never made yeah. sense to me. I didn't understand it, but now we're here on Wednesday and it sure seems like the Vikings are looking to play in their starters, right? Uh well. Isn't that what they said yesterday? Yeah, I mean they are, but they're just also very hurt already. Yeah. So like they're not their their line is completely decimated at this point in front of Kirk Cousins. Is I mean, it as bad as the Bears' offensive line? It, it's worse at this point. What? Wow. They're on their third string center, and they have like Austin Schlotman it was who was their backup to Garrett Bradbury, who isn't expected to be back before the playoffs. Can the Bears' defensive IR. line get to the quarterback against? Third you stringers? should. Literally, I should be able to get to the quarterback. I should be able to get to Kirk Cousins at this point behind a line that is, has not played together. They're playing a bunch of backups across all, a lot of positions. Carmen, like are, multiple you, are, positions. You, are you telling me I should be concerned that the Nathan Peterman-led Chicago Bears are going to beat a playoff-bound Vikings team in Week 18? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, but it, if they can get Come pressure on. up front like, we, Did like not they should shoot, be able to, then yeah. Did not shoot it down straight terror. As, as Brandon says, the third string center would probably be a solid starter on our line. There's a sad, sick part of me that would be kind of excited about doing the post game show Sunday if Nathan Peterman there's won went the out game. and just. There's literally no part of me that feels that way. <laughs> I promise Mainly you. just because dealing with you at Bragg's, <laughs> it would kind of be fun. And then the rest of the offseason, it would suck realizing what had happened, but yeah. it would be kind of fun. Um, Joy in the moment. I, I don't think that's it. gonna happen. Same thing as last week. You guys want to talk yourselves into to a, a Bears victory? Go ahead. I'm not doing that. I've seen this team play. Carm was convinced the Bears were beating the Lions last week. Look at that turn of the head <laughs> and just you did not. I did. I did. You know why I did? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number one pick. T- number one picks in play because I I. The Colts are so bad and reeling that I there's a scenario in which the Texans win this game on Sunday, and they're going to be simultaneous, so it's going to be kind of fun to watch these. So I got some draft scenarios here. Um, everyone's talking about trading back. So what I wanted to do, though, is find some realistic trades, and then I think at the end there's one that is sort of throwing something big out there that's more fun. But I went back and looked at past trades that have actually happened in terms of value. Because everyone throws out these pie-in-the-sky ideas, and they don't always make sense. Um, there's a couple for if the Bears have the one pick and a couple for if the Bears have the uh, number two pick. So let's get to scenario number one here, which involves the Las Vegas Raiders. So in this situation, the Bears would have the number two. <laughs> I like I thought that'd be nice. Wow. 
Don't mess like, with CHGO production value, damn it. Look, we can do a lot of things over here. This is great. Okay. So, um, the Raiders would trade up for the number two overall pick. And the Bears would also have to throw in a conditional future later round pick. But the Bears would move back to number eight. They would get an extra third and fourth round pick this year. And a first round pick. Uh, next year, and a second-round pick the year after that. I love it. I, that's the greatest trade in Bears history. Okay. I'd so, do that in five seconds. Yeah. Um, what this trade is is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles trading up for Carson Wentz back in 2016. So that's yeah. the trade that actually happened. That, that was that, a trade that those, are, those are the parameters of the trade that actually happened. Yeah, you can go off the Jimmy Johnson like value chart as much as you want, but when it comes to those top picks, yeah. oh, there 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 is elite people who cover football, and then and you're one of those people, and then there's <laughs> and, 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 and then and then let me just look Hogue right past do, you. That's a solid job right there. That that's a that's a that's a that's gold a, start. That's yeah, an ex- say, that's elite. What are you talking about? That was I'm I'm saying though yeah. I, I really loved that. That's that's an extra that's an extra vacation day if I've, I move myself into upper management for a second. Really well done there. Like it. Okay. Now, but one thing I wanted to point out there is like even that scenario. It's great getting a future first and a future second. That future second's not coming for two years, and. You're actually only adding a third and fourth this year. It's not like you're adding. Yeah, but you know, it, it, I just feel like there's assumption that they're going to get like you're dropping six slots and you're getting two more picks this year, and you got a number and you're getting a first round draft pick next year. Yes, yeah. well, and, and like third and fourth round picks can conceivably be starters. Yeah. So, hey, you might get Valus Jones. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. I love Valus. So everybody's in on game. this trade. I am. Yeah. Hundred percent. Let's yeah. say you get Peter Skaronsky then with that eighth pick. I'm thrilled. I am too. I'm thrilled. I'm in. You have, that's the thing too, is you have so many needs that you can, like, you can take the best player available and he's going to help your team a lot. So you don't have to be picky here. You don't have to go after, you know, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Uh, any of those guys. I love the Northwestern Wildcats and I think Peter Skronsky is going to be an excellent NFL player. I do not want them taking a, a tackle, an offensive lineman at that spot. Why? No. Because I want a defensive lineman. I want a line. I want. I want somebody who can get to the quarterback, or I want somebody who can catch the football. I do. You can get those guys later on. You can, you can get them in the second round. One with one of those extra third round. I picks. mean, if you're telling me, you do the not just spend thirty minutes of the show complaining about the quarterback getting hurt, and you don't want them to draft a cornerstone left tackle. I, I no, I don't. <laughs> what? I, I, I. I, I, I all right, uh, maybe it's because I've watched Northwestern quarterbacks get killed all season long, and maybe he's just out there on an island by himself. It's it, not it, him. It's definitely not him. It's not him, dude. He came out weak. He can't, he can't single-handedly protect the quarterback. I, dude walked off the field at Maine South, walked on the field at Ryan Field, and uh, dominated right away okay, as a freshman. I, all right, I, that's, that's all fine and dandy. I would rather, me personally, not moving off this one, I will. I would rather bet on Braxton Jones spending the offseason in the weight room, getting stronger, and get me someone who can touch a quarterback. I haven't seen a bear touch a quarterback until we saw one last week since week two. You cannot win that way. It is a much greater need. Don't worry. We got some other options here. We got some other options here. By the way, I see people pointing out in the comments, and I oh, 100% agree with you. Pick values change every year. Yeah. 
if there's a bidding war for one of these quarterbacks, just quarterbacks alone, pick values change year to year. Yes, like depending on the class, there, depending on yeah. There's also, by the way, no, there hasn't been a first a number one overall pick trade since 2016. Like it doesn't yeah. happen a lot. I almost don't want the number one pick because I feel like most teams have a sense of obligation to take yeah. someone with that first pick rather than trade out of it. Sure. And that teams, you have to give up way too much to get to the number one overall pick rather than, yeah, yeah I, I would almost rather get the second. Come on. I think it totally depends by year. But Is there really that much of a difference when you're talking about quarterbacks being in I think this year there is this, a difference. This year there is. I you think want the one pick. Come on. You don't want the two over the one. You want the one. I want. I, I'm very much team trade down. So that's yeah, so you want the one. Who like? I just don't think that. I think people are more likely to move up into the second spot than they are in the first to the first spot. Why? Because you have to give up too much. You have to give up entirely too much to get the number one you overall pick from another team. Oh, oh, oh. So that's another question. Well, let me hear Hogue's Hogue's strategies here. Because well, and I, that's I, why. I, I but to your I, point, Carmi, everyone was like, "Oh, C.J. Stroud." having a great game the other day is so good. I'm like, not necessarily because it could devalue trade value for the number one pick because now you can get C.J. Stroud at number two. You know what I mean? That's an interesting angle. You know, if there's just one clear-cut quarterback and you have the number one pick. And you need a quarterback. Whereas if it's debatable between two, it's different. All right, here's scenario number two. Now, this one's a little bit more interesting. Um, Hit the like button if you like this trade. Okay. That's a good idea. Hit the like button on all these trades. The like button if you hate the trade, too. All right, so the Seahawks in the number three spot would trade up one spot here, okay? There is a caveat, though, that that is not on the board here. Is this the Trubisky deal? It is the Trubisky deal. This is what the Bears did to move up one spot, which... Obviously, anybody looking at this would be like, "Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they do this? Or why, why would the Bears, or why would the Bears turn this down?" Obviously, you do this deal. Yeah. Why would the Seahawks do it? Right. Well, here's the caveat: the Seahawks are on the phone with you, and you're Ryan Poles, and you're demanding to know who they're actually want. Everyone's going to assume it's a quarterback, but they actually tell you it's for Jalen Carter. They're fine with Geno Smith. Why would the Seahawks do this? They love Jalen Carter so much. They want him. They know the Bears are going to take him. And a quarterback went number one? Yeah, quarterback went one. They want Jalen Carter. They think the Bears are taking Jalen Carter. They say, so so essentially they're trading all this for Jalen Carter. The Bears are giving up Jalen Carter. All right, so do that that deal. take Will Anderson. Well, that's the thing. It all depends on what you're... You need both. And that would satisfy your need for a pass rusher. You're you're not going to have a scenario for me that involves the Bears trading down that you get significant value where I would say no. And in this particular scenario, I mean, I I haven't evaluated it up. If you think Jalen Carter is the next stud Hall of Fame going to be there, no doubt Canton bound, then you can't make that trade. But outside of that, and that's – you have to be so. You un- I was say you can't be that sure, in, right? Which like, is, there's no way you can. How can you ever yeah. be that sure that that's really what it right. is? No, you absolutely take that to move down one spot, and then you still get a yeah. benchmark player, right? Or, or you, I'm just team, or you I'm just swing team that third down. pick for the guy who wants a quarterback. Yeah, trade the three pick then. Yeah, too. yeah. Then trade that you too. Could do that. You could do that. So um, exactly right, Brock. Yeah. 
All right, number three. Scenario number three. Now, What's up, Enrique? A little bit trickier um, because it's an interdivisional trade with the Detroit Lions. So the Lions um, receive the number one overall pick. Oh, so the Bears, with, yeah, this this is, is the Bears now have... The Bears have the number one pick okay. in this scenario. The Lions receive the number one overall pick and also the pick the Bears acquired for our, uh, Robert Quinn, the Eagles pick in the fourth round this year. Bears move back to seven. But they also get the 18th pick. So this is actually one I made up. This is not... Okay. I was going to say, I was trying to see yeah. if this was... So the next one is a real one that's happened in the past. This is a different one um, based on the fact that the Lions have two first-round picks this year. And I did look at charts to make sure that this evened out as much as I possibly could. So it is hypothetical, but I think it's somewhat realistic. Bears get two first-round picks this year, but move back out of the number one. And what you got to keep in mind, too, is now you're giving the Lions in your own division one of these quarterbacks. So... That, that makes things more difficult for you, and then you add uh, a third-round pick next year and a second-round pick the year after that. Can we get that second-rounder next year, please? <laughs> Can I get that done? Can I we'll like to tweak this one around? I, I had to look at This is where the trade values um, – I had to go off, you know, do some calculations because the Lions do have two second-round picks this year. Yeah. And I looked at that, and I, but the, it, wasn't, it wasn't equal that way because you're getting – Another first rounder back this okay. year. Right. Okay, that's you're getting two first round picks out of this. Who came up with that whole uh, valuation thing again? Well, the original chart is the Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm in. Let's go. I my my first my thought, le- le- least enthusiastic about this one. First. My first thought was that I was in, but then I mean, thinking about it more, and then yeah, you give the Lions a quarterback. But that being said, there's nothing to say that they wouldn't acquire a quarterback in another way. Mm-hmm. And also Jared Goff has been playing very quietly, very well. Yeah. Like they have the luxury of taking maybe the second, third, fourth quarterback prospect and letting him sit and re-signing Jared Goff and like having a whole Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation because Jared Goff has had like a career resurgence. He's going to have a top three season this year Yeah, in his career. So but Kirk Cousins is still in the pro bowl over him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did start Idiot. one and six, I guess. Idiotic. But I no, I guess I ultimately I would take that because I, it's not like you're going to stop the Lions from getting a quarterback, yep. and they already kind of have one. So, all right, two more, two more. Yeah. Okay. Scenario number four. This was the one yep. that actually did happen. This is also involving the Lions. Now I tweaked this a little bit because, by the way, the Lions pick is in flux this weekend, and it could be anywhere. I think like fourteen to if they make the playoffs yeah. during the playoffs. So. Um, let's say they end up at number 15, okay, to make this match up with a realistic trade that happened in the past. Bears have the number one overall pick in this scenario, okay? In this scenario, the Bears get the 15th overall pick, so they're moving back quite a bit, but they get Lions, both Lions' second-round picks this year and third-round pick and next year's first-rounder. So instead of getting the two first-rounders this year, you get the extra first-rounder next year. This is the Jared Goff trade. Mm-hmm. Wow. The original Jared Goff trade. This is the one where the Rams moved up to, to draft Jared Goff number one overall. I love this trade. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, that again, second round, I feel like we get so caught up with 
first round picks and just and you know the valuations of first round picks off the charts bona fide starter whatever you get bona fide starters in the second round yeah so you're going to talk about getting you got your your picks yeah so you would have three second round three second round picks yeah you're hitting on a wide receiver in one of those yeah maybe maybe you're swinging three times and you're getting like you have so many holes to fill so you can get really quality players to fill all of those holes if you have all of this capital all right, we need to leave some time for the last one because it's going to make Carm's head explode. No, no. Um, but first, let's knock out our last break before we get there. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is our go-to in betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place the same game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you're looking for tickets, you know where to go. That would be game time tickets. In town tonight, the Red Hot Brooklyn Nets. Go see a little KD. Uh, Yeah, that's that's an expensive seat tonight. Cheapest one to get in right now is 124 bucks for upper corner for Bulls and Nets. A lot of other action going on tonight, including a little uh, Northwestern Wildcat Illinois basketball for you college bucket fans. Uh, that cheapest ticket is also not uh, super, super cheap. 74 bucks to get in uh, to NU Illinois tonight, which should be a great game, by the way. The Cats are one and a half point favorite. Download the Game Time ticket app. There you see the United Center. You can see, look at how they just show you exactly where the seat is, show you the prices. It's the easiest way going. I absolutely love it. Uh, and it's not just for the United Center. It's for shows. It's for concerts. It's for anywhere, basically, you need tickets. And you will not get a better ticket price than you will get on Game Time tickets. 15 million people have downloaded the app. You want to be the next person to do it. Game time tickets. All right, last one here. This is a result of a conversation we've had a little bit this week, which is do we know that the Bears are in love with Justin Fields? This whole idea we talked about earlier in the show, him coming around in the passing game, we're all assuming it. I think we all think they think Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future. But if you have the number one overall pick, again, this is just a total hypothetical, and just to warn you here, this trade is not based on any past trade that's actually happened. But you have the number one overall pick. You're Ryan Poles. Remember, you did not draft Justin Fields. What if there's a world in which Ryan Poles just loves Bryce Young? Mm -hmm. Loves Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Loves Bryce Young. And Mm -hmm. now here's a phone call. Yep. It's Joe Douglas in New York. The New York Jets. The Jets... Boy, they wish they had drafted Justin Fields, right? They sure they, do. They have some regret, regrets about what they've done. Uh, they have a good team, good defense. they got some wide receivers that are exciting, and they've fallen apart here late because their quarterback situation fell apart. So Joe Douglas gives you a little phone call here and presents this trade scenario. 
They are giving up their 13th overall pick. And Quinnen Williams, who is entering the fifth year of his rookie deal, the fifth year option. Eventually, they're going to have to pay him. They love him. He is your three technique you need on defense. They want Justin Fields. So you are essentially drafting a quarterback at number one instead. You're getting your three technique, and you still get your 13th overall pick. No. In exchange. Yeah, no. No chance. Oh, the chat is upset. Um, I don't think it's crazy, though, but I also feel like this offense is being tailored to Justin. And so if you get rid of Justin, then you start back from square one with this offense. And I don't like that. I don't like I think for factors even outside of Justin, this isn't a good idea. I I think it's a super interesting conversation, like to Adam's scenario. Like what happens if Paul's like is sitting there CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever, he thinks this dude is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, whoever you want to name. Okay. And you've got the number one pick, you can do it. It would be massively unpopular but it would be the biggest swing that he could possibly make. I am going to trade fields. Uh, That's the ultimate, like, bet on yourself. It, like, yeah, this like, better pan out. I'm, be- I'm, betting on, I'm betting on my evaluation, which is real scary, and I, n- and I would not recommend it. Yeah. But, but sometimes you got to take really big swings in life. And, and I don't think – no one thinks it's going to happen, I don't think. But I also I've been I've been calling around to people and I'm asking what do you think has more value? I ask you I ask the same question, Carmen. I've asked Adam. What do you think has more value? The number one overall pick in this draft and or Fields? I think Fields to, to the Bears or in general? No, in general. You're that that's actually a question we were talking about in here before you guys got here today, which yeah. was because I was trying to figure out what the value for Justin Fields would be, would be. and I really struggle with that. And I understand everyone's upset. In the car. I wouldn't do this trade either. I settled out. Yeah, <laughs> this was in response to Carm bringing up, I, which I I I think is a question that's worth coming up from time to time. I don't think it's a it's stirring up controversy. I just think it's we don't know how sold they are on Justin Fields. We don't. I we, think we, they are. We know I think that they hitched their wagon whether or not they're sold. Which is also fair. But I was trying to come up with, okay, what would the value be? And then I started thinking about what Quinn and Williams' value is. Like, if you were just to want to trade for Quinn and Williams, he's probably worth the first-round pick. He was number three overall pick a few years ago. He's 12 sacks this year as an interior, interior lineman. Yeah. D lineman. He's insane. Like, he's really good. And, and so... Like, if you gave up what you gave up for Khalil Mack, yes, it's not an edge rusher, so he's probably not worth that much, but we're talking about a f- him being the value of a first-round pick. The, the, so the, you're... Yeah, I, I get it. The problem with that trade for the Bears, though, is that you... I mean, I'm assuming you're saying that he's willing to sign and stay here, right? Williams. Yeah. Yeah, and same thing over there. I mean, you'd... I mean, I guess you'd have two years to evaluate but fields, you, but... and. Three, including the you're, fifth year you're option. Gonna, you're going to have to pay people, so and they have the money to do it, but it's like you have so many holes that I, I just want a ton of draft picks and get cheap players and, and fill in around and see where I'm at in a year and, and spend a little more aggressively a year from now. I, I hope they bank a ton of their dough. We'll see how they do it. It's That's going to be a very disciplined, yeah. I would I would think, a hard way to go about it, but I think it's probably their best way I don't at this know. point. I don't I well, I mean if you're talking in general, what's more valuable than Justin Field or which one is more valuable? Yeah. 
I don't know that Justin Fields has shown the rest of the league that he is worth the number one overall pick. Like, that's why I asked, I wanted to clarify, because, like, to the Bears, I think he means more. Yeah. But I think in general, probably not. Let's right. take the Bears side of the, out of this for a second. Okay. If you're the Jets, what, what, what would you rather you? have? No, no, no. Just what would you give up for Justin Fields? That's the question. So you're giving up one first-round pick this year for sure. Yeah, I think it's three Next number ones. Next year's first? I think it's three. Three number ones. No. Like, that's where I don't know. No. I really? understand Bears fans are so excited. What does the rest of the league think? Right, you have to, because you, again. Zach, will you, Zach Wilson threw for more, way more yards against the Lions than Fields did a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you have to, again, create an entire (laughs) offense around Justin Fields' skill set, which I think is a good skill set, and because I think that's the future of the league is these dual threat quarterbacks. But, like, that means that you're starting all over with your offense, too. Correct. Correct. But you're not exactly, you know, we're not 10 years down the road here. We're one year into a massive rebuild. So it it would be a reset, and it would – none of this is happening. They are – they are just okay. Fun. Well, the first four were somewhat realistic. Yeah, three of which have actually happened before. Oh, I, I, and then I threw in this fifth one because it's a conversation that if you I had, to, had off air with me yeah, all week. Yeah, if, if I had to bet on what the Bears are going to do with their whatever draft pick they get, I'm going to bet they trade out of it. If I had to bet on it, yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think that that would well, it, especially because there's already precedent for that with Ryan Poles doing what he did last year. Yeah, granted, he didn't have as much to work with, obviously, but. I think that he he knows how many holes he has to fill, and if he can get good value, then he trusts his evaluation process. Then mm-hmm. he's going to trade down and get more picks. And, and I call to I speed this thing up. I, I've called a lot of people, not a lot, but you know, a handful, three, that uh, <laughs> who who follow the NFL, who are very who who li- live, eat, sleep, all they want to do is watch football, talk football, da-da-da-da. People who, who, and I, what do you think has more value? Fields are the number one pick. I don't know. It's close. It's awful close. Yeah. Uh, it, so, that's a, that's well, a look, compliment to Fields. You say this isn't realistic. I, I think that's probably the case from, from Ryan Poles' standpoint. But if you're Joe Douglas, like, these conversations happen all the time in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're Joe Douglas, is this something that you might actually throw out there just in conversations? I mean, I don't think anything's off the table for the Jets, just given their right. like, the last few years of them trying to find a quarterback and failing miserably. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's something I would at least consider if I'm the Jets. And for the record, the Bears are having these conversations, too. It's not like Ryan Poles is like, yeah, no, I never would think about that. It wouldn't even enter my mind. He's, he's just, there, yeah. he, his, his. I would assume in that position you literally consider every possible scenario. That's I would what, hope so. That's yeah. what his job is to do. Yeah. Right. So. And I mean, yeah, and to your point earlier, Adam, like he may not necessarily have as much of a, like, he didn't draft fields. So he maybe not doesn't have as much of an attachment and can look at it a little bit more objectively. If it's not an attachment, it's he can look at it a little bit more objectively given and that this isn't a guy that he drafted. Also, look, his comments this year have been, we want to see more. We'd like to see him get better in this in the passing game. He, he's, you know, he, he's not been exactly completely silent on, on uh, where he's at with what he wants to see in, in his second-year quarterback. All right. Well. Is that over? That's, it. That's all I got. 
Okay. You got those five scenarios. Uh, really, we'll probably do this again at some point in the next three months. Oh, the draft's tomorrow. Four months. <laughs> it's going to be here before we know it. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but we got plenty to do every damn day. We're here to entertain you and inform and all that. I uh, I thought it was um, just, you know, nice to see that uh, there was some positive stuff with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we obviously are going to have to wait um, a while here to end up having a Dr. Nikhil Vermont yesterday. He's like with, with the brain. You know, it takes a while to actually truly figure out where it's at, but there was some positive news as he remains in stable yet critical condition. Um, so prayers up to DeMar, and it's really been, you know, the support that's gone around the NFL, as we mentioned earlier. It's, it's good to see a little humanity in action here. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I, yeah, don't discount that when it comes to this weekend and how, you know, the schedule is being played as as is, yep. and it's... Bill's it's going hard. back to practice today. Yeah, Bill, like they had their the walkthrough, their walkthrough and stuff. But it's, yeah, it's 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 jarring and it's humanizing even for these guys to realize fully the risk that they're putting themselves through every time they get on that field. So I think that's what we need to show a lot of great understanding for, is that it's going to be hard for every single team, for every single player to get on that field this weekend. The Bills, by the way, did confirm while we've been doing the show that um, here it is. Um, this is a statement from the Bills uh, just f- about 30 minutes ago. DeMar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. But there does seem to be some momentum in the positive direction, um, which is, I mean, that's all we can hope for right now. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, we'll continue to track that the rest of the week. Um, we also have a game to preview tomorrow with Nathan Peterman starting. This is the show that Will and Nick have been dying to do. All year. There's no doubt. And hey, it, we should make – actually, Bragg should have to do this week's preview show by himself, solo, because he's was that adamant on fields not playing. I agree. Week. I think, I, think, could, I think he could do it. He could talk yeah. for 59 minutes easily. I want him <laughs> to break down every game Nathan Peterman's ever played. By the way, you guys know Nathan Peterman's last start? No. In the NFL? No. 2018 against? The Bears? The Bears. The Bears won 400 to nothing in that game. Rise and shine. It's could, Nathan Peterman time. I told you that they shouldn't play fields. And even though he's hurt, at least they're not playing fields. <laughs> Uh, I love how this is. <laughs> he, can I just say one thing about Peterman? They they and he got better at this, and maybe it was just a bad day early in training camp. But you know they they've got the nets and they've got the three boxes on there, and you got to hit the box. And so Fields is pretty accurate in the box, and and, and it's like amazing that these guys can do this. They're very very talented people, yes. and 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 Simeon is at that point on this day. I think he was better than Fields. He's just drilling it every time. And then Peterman would come up there and be like, he not only would he not hit the box, but he wouldn't hit the whole net. He was just like, why? And I'm like, this is the best quarterback that they could find? Like, I feel like I, you know, not necessarily true, but like, can we get somebody out here who can at least hit the net? But then he had, it got, it got, and I actually, the, the, in Peterman's five seconds that he's been on the field this year, he hasn't been terrible. He looks like okay. He, Peterman. That's, Peterman. The show's officially over now. Um, follow us on Twitter. At Adam Hogue, at Carmy V, at the Carm. Uh, Bears after dark tomorrow. Me and Carmy V will be here for you also. Yeah. And 
you gonna be on the show? I want. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think so. Great show. Yeah. Great show. Great. I might have a rant of my own to go on. I said I might have a rant of my own to go on. Oh, really? Let's let's hear it. I can't wait. All right. Okay. So let's I come tease. up. From. I think Good I know tease. what it is. All right. CHGO, allchgo.com. Uh, my newsletter, you can read that. Came out this morning for all our diehards. Become a diehard at allchgo.com slash diehard and check out the CHGO locker for all of our merch, which we're rocking today. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow noon. Bears-Vikings preview show. Great chat today.